Welcome back to Humbled Highs, Episode 7, The Making of a Kingpin. Hope you guys have been liking these episodes. I intend to make many more. I've got plenty of stories. This was going to be a little bit different. This gets into the psychology of why I became a kingpin drug dealer. If you do me a favor, share this, like it, share it with your friends and family. I like to get this word out. God has done so much in my life, and I just like to share it with people. So the number one universal fear that everyone has is rejection. And the number one need universal everyone has is for approval and acceptance from others. There's some people that say, I don't care if people like me. Those are the people that are actually screaming on the inside. I desperately want people to like me. And people will do anything to avoid rejection, and they'll do everything to gain approval and acceptance. This is the road that led me to be a drug dealer, right? I said in the first episode, yeah, it's, it was a means to get my drugs for free, but nobody just sets out to be a drug dealer. You know, I had this deep ingrained desire, just like you, to be accepted and approved. Those are actually two different things, and I'll break them down. Approval and acceptance, they're different. Acceptance is what everybody wants. They want to be included. They want to have the t-shirt that everybody else has. Approval is a step beyond that. That's when people say, you're, you're, you're on my team. You're my man. You're my girl. We like you. You can be accepted without being approved of. But you can't be approved of without being accepted. So this universal need that everyone has, it starts at childhood. It's built into us. That's why I know everybody can't deny that rejection and approval and acceptance comes with the human race. It comes with the package. Okay, so when you are born into a broken family or when you're born into a family that is together but there is something lacking you know the the baby's left in the crib or the fa- it's a fatherless home or a motherless home or you're raised by your grandparents and your your family never your parents never accepted you that leaves you with trauma and I'm not unique to this Everyone listening to this, unless your parents are perfect, have some type of trauma. And it leaves you fearing rejection in your life. And it leaves you with a gap of needing approval and acceptance from other people. And what that does to people is leads to all type of problems. And I hope you know what I'm getting at. So the deficiency I had in my life was because my father... All right, my father, D.W., was a serial adulterer. My mom chose to remain married to him throughout 13 years of marriage and allowed him to continue to cheat on her and cheat on her and cheat on her. 
And it left this warped mentality that adultery was somehow okay. Now, it's not. And she she lets me know that, that was that's her bad. But and there's no blame for that. But my dad was less in my life than he was in my life throughout their whole marriage. Even from the time I was born, the day I was born, he was out cheating, right? And it just left this warped mentality that my dad was there, but did not want to spend time with me. He would say, I want to spend time with you, but then there would never be a follow through. He would say, I love you, son, but yet the actions never reflected the words. I'm going to tell you, there's a big difference between telling somebody you love them and actually doing it. See, love, love is not an emotion. We get that so confused in culture. We confuse the word like with love. I love ice cream. I love this TV show. I love these shoes. No, that's an emotional thing. What you mean to say is, I like that. Love is a decision. Love is an action. Love is actually a verb. I I get a little I get a little upset from my childhood when I hear mothers and fathers in broken families tell their children, "I love you," but yet they go on and they don't spend any time with their kids. They don't spend any any action with them. They just say it as a word to royally screw up their kid's brain thinking love isn't is an emotion no love is an action love is proven in sacrifice in time you can you can love somebody without having a feeling hopefully the feelings follow the action but my dad would always say i love you son i love you son but never spend that time with me I never threw ball with my dad once in my life. And some of y'all are like, well, I didn't even have a dad in my life. Okay, well, this is my story, my trauma. And I'm explaining how how the, the rejection, the fear of rejection led to me becoming a drug dealer. Okay, so that deficiency I have from my father led me to seeking something that I did not have. Now, my mom, God bless her, amazing woman, and she did everything she could to fill in those gaps. But you know, when you're missing something and you've got something else, you're not going to focus on what you got. You're going to focus on what you're missing, right? So I led, I just, I just grew up with this mentality. Like what is wrong with me that my dad doesn't want to spend time with me? And I'm going to tell you something that's real hurtful. I mean, my dad, my parents were married till I was 13 but he was more out of the house, like I said, than he was in the house, spending time with other women. And, and you know, that had to do with my father's upbringing. You know, he was a hurt person. So, I mean, I, I've since forgiven him. And, and my dad has been, you know, he's passed away for over 10 years now. And I, I totally forgive him because I can understand that people that are hurt, they, they don't really understand. They haven't taken the time to understand what, what love really is. It's an action. And it was many, many, many times that my dad would say to me, I'm going to come and pick you up. And then I would stand outside till the sun went down until my mom would come in and say, he's not coming. And I would, I would never 
lose hope in the fact that he was going to come and pick me up. Years and years and years of that, of false promises. And then when I would see him, he would tell me, oh, I love you, son. I love you, son. It just messes you up and it has messed you guys up too. But I'm telling you that when there is that deficiency in your life of a parent who has rejected you, and in my case, it was rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. That, And I still believe that it was something that I did that I needed to correct to, to fix it, to make my dad love me. And so it, it led me to this point where I was going to get that approval any way I could. And avoid rejection any way I could. I hope you guys understand what I'm talking about. Because I'm speaking about your lives too. You know what I'm talking about. So what does this thirst for approval. And this avoidance of rejection lead to. In many people's lives. For me starting at, at 16. It's I'm going to get it. The, the deepest way possible. And that's a sexual relationship. When, when a woman or, or when a man, for woman's sake, if I'm talking, will give you their body, that is the ultimate form of approval because they're saying, I'm going to give myself to you, right? Even if it's for a night, then that means that you have approved me and that I am accepted by you and that you did not reject me. But that's short-lived, isn't it? That you don't feel that way for a long time. So you've got to go to the next and the next and the next and the next. And then that feeling of approval, it gets shorter and shorter. Maybe it might last for a week for the first person that you sleep with or the first relationship. But if there is a deep ingrained rejection and a need for approval... You're going to keep feeding that fire over and over. And that fire keeps going out faster and faster. I, I could not get it in relationships. So then I turned to drug use. Now, some people, they'll skip right over just into drug use. And what do I mean? There is no tighter family than a bunch of drug addicts hanging together. Because they all have a common goal, a common desire to get high. And it creates this false sense of approval and acceptance by a small group of people. And, and, that, and that high takes away that pain that you're feeling inside that maybe most people haven't even identified yet of, hey, I've got, I've got mom issues, I've got dad issues, I've got parent issues. Uh, or, or maybe your parents are good, but maybe, maybe God didn't bless you with the best looks and you were made fun of in, in school. And you feel like you're an outsider. And so I'm going to turn to drugs or I'm going to turn to alcohol. Now me, because I'm hypoglycemic, I can't mess with alcohol. I just, it's like NyQuil for me. So drugs is what I went to. And I found this false sense of acceptance and approval, hanging around people using drugs. And once that fire went out, that's when I had to step it up. I needed to be the guy that drug users go to. And I found that to be an even higher level of acceptance and approval. My phone was blowing up. People wanted to spend time with me. Not only did I have the drugs, but I had money. And I had the means of doing cool stuff. So yeah, 
I got this false sense of reality that I was the man. Everybody wants to hang out with me. Everybody wants to, you know, and I can, I can sleep with who I want to. Um, and so this, this, it, it, that fire lasted for quite a while. I had this false sense, a lie that I had told myself that now I'm finally accepted and approved of, but that, that, that fire, it went out too, but I'm going to go back and tell you this fear of rejection that I had. I kept believing in my dad, even after my parents divorced, I just, I just wouldn't accept that it wasn't me. I mean, I wouldn't accept that it was my dad's fault. I, I was believing still that there was something that I could do to gain his approval, to, to gain that love that I always wanted. And I was in the Navy and I remember I actually had blocked this memory out, but my mom told me about it a couple years ago and, and it really devastated me. Um, and it, and, and this, this incident caused me to close off my heart completely. Um, I was in the Navy and I had joined the Navy. Part, part of the reason was to get close to my dad. My dad was a 20 year service and retired. And so I joined the Navy and here I was in the Navy and I was on an aircraft carrier, Harry S. Truman, CVN 75, hoorah. And we're about to go from Norfolk, Virginia, where our ship was based at, to Jacksonville, Florida, very close to where my dad lived. So I was really excited. I wanted to, I wanted my dad to see me in my Navy uniform and, and show, show pride in who I was. And I'm proud of you, son. And, and I called him a few weeks before and I told him what, what the deal was. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be down there. I'll come to Jacksonville. And by the way, I was born on that Navy base in Jacksonville. So it would have, it's really nostalgic. And I thought like, man, this is, this is the time I'm going to get this, this approval from my dad. You know, I wasn't thinking that, but that's, that's what, that's what your mind needs. Our ship pulls in. I call my dad from the boat. I'm like, it's nothing but rings. And this is pre you know, this is pre cell phone technology. Well, they had cell phones, but no iPhones then. And, uh, couldn't get a hold of them. Couldn't get a hold of them. I called my half brother and I'm like, Hey, have you seen dad? And he's like, man, he's off with the woman that he's doing a job with right now. And I was devastated. I called my mom and I, and I told her what had happened. And And I told her, I said, nobody will ever hurt me again. And she tells me that at that point in time, she knew that that was a turning point in my life. And that fear of rejection, I just cut my heart out. And that's when what the Bible talks about is a heart of stone. And from that point on, I did everything I could to avoid ever being rejected by anybody. And that means no good relationships with people. It means, well, it it offers you security because you're never going to get hurt, but all your relationships are just at an arm's length. Nobody's going to get close enough to me to hurt me. And there's a lot of you the same way and you don't even realize it, but I'm telling you, you need to realize it, that the only way you can actually have love is to be hurt by somebody. 
the only way you can actually give love is to be able to be hurt. Uh, when that happened to me, uh, you basically can kiss goodbye all your close relationships with friends, with women, um, with with your mother, with your child, because that rejection, that fear of rejection that I cut out of my life, I was never going to experience it again. Um, and that heart of stone, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So operating, fast forward, operating as a drug dealer with a heart of stone, it really works well because nobody's going to hurt you and you have the ability from this tower to hurt everybody without even considering their feelings. I did not consider anybody's feelings for so many years. Um, but like I said, in those other stories, God reached out and reached hard into that heart of stone and started chiseling it away, breaking away those pieces and showing me that there, that there, that the love that he has for me is going to break through that heart of stone. It took all those many things like, like the loss of, of happiness, um, bringing me a friend who, whose body was handicapped to show me that I'm, my body was not being used to glorify God and bringing me a, a woman who my lifestyle would not impress that changed my life. And, you know, and I pulled along the side of the road, you know, that one day and I just, I just cried out to God, you know, for a way out of, of being a kingpin drug dealer and the criminality that I had entrenched myself with. And that heart of stone, like the Bible says, he reached in and he replaced it with this heart of flesh. And man, I mean, it, it's not as if it just goes away. It goes away incrementally and through a process of remembering what was done for me. And from that, I'm able to give and receive love. I didn't even feel what it felt like to have love in my life. Um, and, 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 and it's still that fear of rejection kept me from wanting it, you know, because that's a very painful place to be able to be hurt again. And, and, and I understand the people that hear this, they understand what I'm talking about. That fear of, of putting yourself out there and then somebody stepping on your heart. Like, why would you want to go through that again? But the good news of God is that he is the one that will comfort you. The Holy Spirit is also known as the comforter. And one day I'm in my bathroom and this is, this is after my, my, my granddaughter's born and I'm, I'm just by myself and I'm praying. I'm like, God, I, I, I don't, I don't want to feel this way anymore about fearful about putting myself out there and being rejected. This is a little child, my granddaughter. I, I want to be attached to her forever. And it's like this thing just washed over me. And it was almost like I could feel God holding on to me. And my knees buckled and like something held me up. And it was God. And it's like he whispered in my ear and he's like, I got you. Nobody can hurt you because I'm right here. And even if it hurts, I'm right here. I'm right here. You're going to be okay. Um, 
And so like I've just been able to open up my heart a little bit at a time and allow myself to be hurt by people because it's okay. You're going to be hurt. People are all broken and hurt people hurt people. When people have been abused in their life and have been rejected, they're going to end up hurting you. It's just the fact of life. But if you've got God on your back, you know, he's, he's got you. He, the comforter has got you and he's not going to allow anybody to hurt you anymore because he's got your back. There's this Bible verse about rejection. In Deuteronomy 31, eight, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. That forsake means reject you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. You know, God knew you before you were born, before the beginning of creation. He knew you. He knew your name. And right now he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many gray hairs washed down the, the shower this morning. He knows everything about you. And no matter all the dark corners, you're valuable to him. And, and, and if you are his, if you have given your life to him and accepted what Jesus has done for you, He's got your back forever. So you don't you don't you don't need to worry about what anybody's going to reject you about. When you know your value is given to you by God, nobody can take that away. No matter if a room full of people are laughing at you, it don't matter. And what the Bible says about approval, and I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase this in Romans 3:22, everyone who believes has God's approval through faith in Jesus. You have God's approval if you believe in him. That's all I got to say. If your fear of rejection is causing you to lead a terrible life of drug use, of sexual needs and gratification, uh, of dealing drugs, of being a criminal, of projecting this life just because you're afraid to be rejected, it's normal, right? But that hole that you've got, that hole that I had in my life, the only thing that, that would fill it up is knowing that the one only God wants you to be his child and wants to show you his approval and wants to shine his face on you. I, I, I can honestly say I have his approval. Why do I need anybody else's? I like me. God likes me. And if you don't like me, what's your problem? That's all I got to say. The rejection fear is gone because I am accepted by the one and only God that sees everything that I do. So that's that's the making of a kingpin, right? That's the making. That's how I got that way. And I hope you guys really like this episode. This has kind of got deep into my mind. Uh, I will have some crazy stories coming up. Stick with me. Love you guys. Know that God loves you. Peace. Mm -hmm.